Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Teixeira. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm your host, Steve Teixeira, along with my wife, Holly. And today is a special day. We have online from Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. Would you like the honors? I would. Um, we have Jessica Slate here with us. She's kind of a hometown celebrity, so welcome. Hometown hero. <laughs> hero. Uh, yes. Well, that's what, well, that's I, what I think I'm about you. That far. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Of course. No, anytime I can, you know, get to talk to people back home and keep tabs on y'all and y'all keep tabs yeah. on me. It's really great to oh. connect with everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I think I wanted to start with you just telling us a little bit about yourself, about where you grew up, maybe some siblings or um, all that good stuff. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in San Luis Obispo, so just north of y'all, like 10 minutes. Um, went all through the public school there, graduated from Slow High, class of 13. Um, I played volleyball. I did soccer. I did some FFA, so raised livestock and did a lot of the public speaking there, which agriculture public speaking is a little different, but it definitely helped carry me into to communications. And then, um, but it's just me, no siblings. No, um, you're an only child. I am. I'm an only child. Um, I had some, some local cousins. They went to St. Joe's. Um, but other than that, it was just me. And then after I graduated, I went on and I went to the University of Texas all the way out in Austin, Texas, um, and studied sports journalism. Oh, so that's where it all comes from then. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, that's awesome. So this is what you wanted to do is to kind of be in the sports, on the floor, on the field, wherever it might be. I kind of knew I wanted to get into sports always. I worked with the basketball team, doing film for them. Um, and then I also worked with the baseball team here and there, did some of the like morning announcements for Slow High, their first like broadcast um, classroom. And so I kind of started to get a taste for it early and I knew I was going to be more book smart than I was athletic. And so I ended up going to Texas um, because I could get a really good degree there. And then I played club volleyball. So I still got to stay in sports a little bit, um, but started to focus a lot more on how I could impact sports on the communication side. And that brought you to KSBY then? Yes. So um, after doing, I did a bunch of internships in college. I worked with the Slow Blues locally, um, doing play-by-play for them. And then um, also worked with Fox Sports in Los Angeles um, and ESPN. So got some, some work experience there through college. And then once I graduated, started immediately with KSBY as a videographer. So I wasn't specifically with sports, but I got to help a lot with their football games at Cal Poly and doing some of that fill-in stuff um, to help out the sports department. And then also got a good taste for news with the forest fires and um, stuff out at CMC, getting kind of all that action stuff as well. Gotcha. That is so cool. So cool. Yeah. So, but you more like the interviewing process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I really liked the storytelling and kind of being able to use my communication skills to show the the big stories in sports and the athletes' experiences, help them, you know, use their voices. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, and you graduated 13, you said? Yeah, I was class of 13 from okay. Slow High and class of 16 from Texas. From Texas. Okay. And so Ryan graduated from, um, he graduated from 
Aurora Grandy High in 15. So yeah. you must have been out to a lot of his baseball games and maybe covered them. Yeah, so um, I did kind of both. I did, I went as a fan in high school um, because with working with the, the basketball team, I had a, like, a, I think it was Pac-7 at the time. I had like a pass so I could go to any sporting event um, in the conference. And so I was at all those baseball games and I just remember you know the wild catches and slide like if you wanted an exciting play you were going to wait for ryan to get up to that yeah. um or for the ball to come you know towards him so um i went as a fan and then i had the opportunity to go again um as a reporter and, and with um ksby to do some stories i featured one of his teammates aj coppola oh, yeah. and his experience going overseas and coming back and stuff so um that ag baseball program was you know great as a fan and great for content oh <laughs> yes. totally yeah in fact, in fact aj you bringing up aj he's mm -hmm. back in the czech republic or yeah. something yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. J he just left covid just finally opened up back there so he's he's, he's back playing, playing ball again yeah, yeah. so that's really just, exciting He's definitely got that drive. That, I mean, and I think that was something that set that whole team apart, but especially some of those more close-knit guys that baseball was their primary sport. Mm -hmm. um, AG just had that that real drive in that baseball program. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. Now, do you personally have a Ryan story? Or have you? I know you met him and you knew sport-wise what he did and all that other good stuff, but do you have like any Ryan stories? Because usually people, once they meet you or meet him, it's usually impactful. Yeah, no, totally. I think I'm not sure if I have one like specific story as much as I do like just the experience of being around him. And so whether it was like crossing paths at the fair, at baseball games or school dances, different stuff like that. Um, yeah. Cause I was, you know, hanging out with a lot of the Roy Grandy kids and, and the different sports and stuff. And so I think being just around him, you always felt his energy and it was so contagious that like you remembered him no matter how big of an impact or how, how much of a relationship you had with him. I right. think being able to just kind of be around him and experience that energy that he brought everywhere he went was something that's just so memorable to me. And it's not only contagious in the moment, but it, you know, reminds you throughout life that you want to kind of bring that enthusiasm and energy to, to all the stuff you're doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So well so said. So take us a little bit, because uh, you, you covered a lot of 17 Strong mm -hmm. uh, stories as a videographer, KSBY. And yeah, then uh, you ended up leaving and you moved to Phoenix, correct? Yes. So um, I left and I came to Phoenix. I ended up working with, um, I did a couple different projects. I worked with Arizona Christian University um, in their athletic department doing some play-by-play, -play, um, as well as helping kind of build their social media accounts and their digital presence. And then I also did some more sports coverage with AZ Prep, covering more high school sports, um, did some um, baseball stories, honestly very similar to kind of 17 Strong and, and found some of those similar communities and, and stories here in Phoenix. Um, and then from there, I ended up working for the Phoenix Suns. So that took kind of a lot of my time up. Oh, That's yes. exciting. What did you do for the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, so for the Phoenix Suns, I was their in-arena host, so I um, I kind of command, I guess, the arena on the entertainment side, so timeouts, um, half times, introducing the dancers, introducing the, you know, the marketing games of, like, half-court shots, that kind of stuff. Um, I got to kind of help maintain and, and impact the crowd's energy um, of our, you know, that 16,000 people arena. That's a lot <laughs> of people. And how, yeah. did you love it? 
I loved it. I think it was definitely out of my comfort zone. I'd done public speaking and reporting, of course, but it's either recorded or it's a much smaller crowd, so it's not nearly as much pressure. But, you know, when you're at half court of a, an NBA arena, there's a little bit of a different pressure. Plus, you have, you know, all the players and coaches sitting there waiting to get back and, and take their turn on the court. So definitely, you know, a very big learning opportunity as oh, well yeah. as just um, figuring out where I kind of fit into all that and finding my public speaking voice, I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you work for the Suns right up until COVID hit or how long did you work for them? So I worked for the Suns up until like the summer before COVID. And then I started doing more freelance projects. So I was working um, with the NBA Hall of Fame and the Fiesta Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, doing different projects like that. Some more um, reporting focus versus kind of that entertainment side. And then I started working with the Connecticut Sun, um, the WNBA team, I think two weeks before COVID hit. So I moved to the oh. East Coast and then two weeks later we went remote. Oh, <laughs> wow. that's deep. And that's quite a change from Phoenix to Connecticut. Yeah, I think, I mean, Texas was the farthest I'd ever moved, but again, that's still kind of Western, at least similar climates and stuff. Um, Connecticut was, you know, a total, a total change, but it was definitely something I was excited about because I hadn't lived in any, you know, environment like that before. Yeah. And, and so what did you do for the uh, WNBA or you just covered them? So I worked directly for the team. I was their digital media specialist. So I helped with all their social media accounts. Um, they also owned a lacrosse team for part of the time I was there. So I ran all of those social media accounts as well. Um, and then managing the websites, putting the updates on there, and then the marketing emails. So what we send out to fans to let them know um, when things are available, you know, different t-shirt sales, stuff like that. Um, basically any digital communication I kind of oversaw and collaborated on and then made a lot of the content for it. Hence wow. the blue check mark by yes. your name. <laughs> yes. Now I understand. I would attribute the blue check more to the in arena hosting because that was definitely more of a, a public figure role, I guess. But I definitely am, am humbled by that. And I think it has been an advantage going into sports that kind of obviously it's a verification, but it, it helps let people know I am really serious about kind what of the sports do. marketing and sure. media and that yeah. I'm here to stay. <laughs> absolutely. And what, absolutely. Are you, what are you doing right now? So you, you, you move moved back, back. Mm-hmm. You're, you're back in Phoenix. What are you doing yes. now? So I moved back because I decided to take all these skills I've had from the different teams I've worked for and the KSBY, everything I've done and trying to put it into my own business. So I started the Slate House, which is a um, a digital media, I guess, agency is what I would call it. And so now I work directly with athletes, um, still doing some work with teams and then events to, you know, showcase their stories, their ideas. Um, and, you know, kind of really help elevate them without them having to compromise to um, kind of cookie cutter processes that they might have to do with a really large agency. Wow, that's really cool. That is awesome. Do you have, I have, do no you have idea. any big, big names that you're handling? Yeah. Um, so fortunately, when I left the Connecticut Sun, they ended up retaining me kind of on a, a contract client basis. So I still do some work with them. Um, and then I also have Andre Drummond, who's on the Los Angeles Lakers, or just, you know, came over to the Lakers. He's right. my main client. Um, and I work with him on the daily basis. The what the kind of projects we work on for him are, he has a clothing brand that he's looking to launch. And so I help with all the marketing and media management for that so that 
you know, he can take his ideas and his passions that are off the court and help ex execute them without distracting from, you know, his business on the court. What a great what job. Amazing. That's, that's awesome. That is yeah. so cool. He's, so he's awesome. someone you can look up to, isn't he? Yes. That's one of the things, yeah, literally, both physically and um, business-wise. Yeah. No, he's been phenomenal, and it's definitely, you know, there's a lot of different feelers out there and, and athletes that I'm both, you know, might work with on a long-term basis or just some short-term projects they might need some work with here and there. So, um, you know, building those relationships and, and getting that kind of stuff uh, worked out because the long-term goal is to just really help them execute what, what they're hoping to do and use my skills to help them with that. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Really you kind smart. of found a niche, you know, that's yeah. super cool. So is there yeah. somebody that you, I mean, I know that Steve said that you look up to him, but like who would be your number one person that you would admire or that you would want to, um, you know, that you would kind of, I don't know, think, look up to, or to, um, um, to, you know, pride yourself like what you want to do maybe something that they are um or that you just i don't know how, what am i trying to say <laughs> tell me what I'm i trying think to she say. understands yeah yeah um i think there's a couple um growing up it was always doris burke and now that i've kind of gone away from the broadcast side it's a little bit different but to me she's just a female that's really not only been successful in a male-dominated industry but she's done it her way and and has done it in such a prepared and articulate way that it's just um, both admirable and just something to really take notes on, I think. She's made such a huge impact, and now she's not only, you know, the best female broadcaster, but just one of the best broadcasters, period. That's awesome. um, and has just gained so much respect in the industry. And then I think now that I've been on more of this independent um, and behind-the-scenes track, there's um, this woman named Victoria Jacoby. She is on social media as Count on Vic. She's a really um, prominent name kind of within the sports industry and does a lot of the behind the scenes working with Slam and, and different um, basketball entities to do the same thing of showcasing athletes and sharing their authentic stories without compromising, um, you know, quality of content as mm -hmm. well as, you know, their identities and, and their truths. And so I think looking up to her, she's much closer in age to me and has made a huge impact, I think, behind the scenes of, of doing that. And so she's someone I communicate with regularly oh, and kind neat. of bounce ideas with. And, That's exactly. And I think, yeah, exactly. And so looking to her and, and seeing how I can make my own impact in a similar way that she did is something that I really strive to do. That's awesome. Now, do you have a sport that you favor more than another, like maybe to, um, you know, to cover or to, you know, maybe on the, I don't know, industry or the, um, the entertainment versus the digital media type stuff? Do you have a particular sport? That you yeah, I think I definitely um, do most of my work in basketball. Um, that's what I really love. And I think a big part of that isn't just the sport itself, but the culture and all the different ties that basketball has. It has its fashion culture, its social wow. justice. There's just a lot that really, I think, makes up that culture of basketball that's been a really um, both exciting and impactful yeah. part of sports industry. Um, I do a lot of work with football as well. Um, and then I think the fun thing is that with the sports is not focusing on one specific level. So I've, I've worked with the highest of the high in you know, professional sports, the NBA, um, some work with the NFL, but then also going all the way down to AAU and to high school mm -hmm. tournaments and stuff like that. And I think everything in between have, has been a really cool experience and they're all 
different and interesting in their own way. And oh, it's yeah. That you get to be a part of all of them. Yeah, and it makes you, you well-rounded. Yes. Yeah. And you can see that person grow. And I think that's super yeah. cool, too, you know, to That's evolve. been really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the, some of the kids I worked with in high school basketball um, either went through, like, the NBA G League and skipped college and started that whole new process with the Ignite team. Some of them went on to college and were in the, you know, March Madness finals. So oh, getting wow. to see kind of that transition and then eventually some of them are in the NBA or um you know the kids I went to college with are now in the NFL so keeping up with all of that and that process I think is you know exciting as just someone from the outside to watch but also Mm. you know really exciting to see all that hard work that they're putting into it pay off oh yeah now would you rather be um in front of the camera or behind the camera as far as like the digital world or you like the you know the more um entertainment or do you have a preference um, I'm really I know you want to be real rounded, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty flexible either way. I yeah. think I definitely prefer to be on at least like the sports detailed side of it. So, um, with the in arena hosting, it was a lot of like marketing and like helping mm-hmm. with sponsorships. So, like doing like the guy coverage challenge, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Um, versus like I really like getting into like the nitty gritty mm. details of the sports, and so. Um, you know, interviewing, when I go into interview, not just asking about kind of the puff questions of like, you know, why'd you get into sports, but like this specific play and like what happened, what was going through your mind and really get into like the sports details of it. Because I think I put a lot of effort into getting the sports IQ and to to learning all this knowledge and the history and stuff. And so being able to to not only showcase that, but I think help um, teach that to other people is a really fun experience. Yes. Yes, that is really cool. That is really, I'm overwhelmed right now with how, how I didn't realize that there was so many layers to it, you know? I mean, there yeah, really is. I, yeah, and I think there's, there's a lot of opportunities for people to take one track. And I know like a lot of the kids I was in journalism with, they graduated, they went straight into a small reporting job. Um, maybe in like central Texas and then they moved up to like Oklahoma city or they like slowly upgraded and they just stayed in that reporter role. Um, for me, it was less about the title and more about, um, my ability to share stories and create impact. And so whichever role, whether that was digital media or reporting, um, doing stuff like that, following kind of the impact instead of the specific title was important to me. I think that's great. What kind of advice would you have for any young woman that wants to do something similar to what you're doing? Oh, that's a good I question. Think, yeah, I think a huge thing is preparation. So um, at least for now, you are going to be kind of at a disadvantage because it is a male-dominated industry, but that's also an advantage because you stand out. So when you're successful and you're hardworking, people notice you more because there's less women to look to for that type of hard work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, being prepared, trying to be the smartest person in the room, even if you know, you're always going to want to be learning something and there's going to be people that know more about stuff, but to really be prepared, um, take your notes and, and do all that hard work before. Um, one piece of advice I usually tell people is you want to be working as hard as the athletes that you're working around. Mm. So, you know, find your version of a practice, find your version of shooting in the gym late at night, of watching film, of talking to different coaches. So translating that to your specific role, whether it's you know, watching film to learn, but also reaching out to other people in the roles you want to kind of see what they did and um, being really prepared and and going into kind of what your version of a game day would be with all of that, those backlogged hours, the same way that an athlete would. That's cool. That's That's really good. Very good. Hey, do you know, like, of any 
do a lot of the basketball players or football players, do you find that they do have their own nonprofit or something that they're passionate about that they like to get out there and, you know, create awareness to? Yeah, totally. I think um, they a lot of them kind of go about it different ways. So yeah. some of them, they either just get involved in pre-existing, um, especially, you know, with football and basketball, social justice is huge. So they have stuff like the ACLU, um, the NAACP to be a part of. But then there's a lot of them that go out and make their own foundations and they mm-hmm. set up their own, you know, Thanksgiving turkey drives and stuff like yeah. that. So that's one of those things that, you know, I have more of the help on the digital side of that and less of the setting up the, the actual charitable part but helping the athletes showcase those showcase those passions and um get out what you know is important to them mm-hmm. off the court off the field um and spread that message because a lot of them they have that built-in platform from playing sports and they're passionate about stuff beyond just you oh, know their sports. performance and so, yeah yeah so I really they, you know they all have something that they're passionate about and being able to give them the voice and the access to showcasing that i think is growing increasingly popular yeah, good. I'm glad because it's always, you know, doing something for somebody else and making sure. them feel, you know, totally. I mean, it's if you feel good if you after a win, but you feel really good when you're impacting somebody else's life or, or yeah. whatever they're passionate about. Everybody is different. So um, I like yeah. to hear about that, you know. Um, yeah. yeah super Do you great. have a specific career highlight thus far? I yeah. mean, you're very young, but is there one moment that just really stands out or, to you? Or an awe moment that you were maybe starstruck or something? Um, I think there's, I mean, there's a couple. Um, I worked with the NBA Hall of Fame for their golf fundraiser tournament. So they bring in, um, I think they do like a shotgun tournament, but um, an NBA Hall of Fame player or WNBA, um, they play in each group. And so with each group, I stood at the first tee and got to interview whoever the the Hall of Famer was for that specific round. Um, so I was talking to people like Elgin Baylor and Rick Barry and Jason Kidd and getting to ask them about their careers, you know, ask them about, you know, their golf experiences, oh, some yeah. fun stuff. And so for me, that was it wasn't overwhelming, but it was really exciting to have such a high density of, you know, really impressive players. Um, some, you know, different people from all the different leagues, some really big coaches, um, people that are still playing um, or still coaching and getting to, to see those experiences and the different areas that they played in. Because I sat with... Um, Elgin Baylor for a whole dinner and unfortunately we just lost him recently but getting to hear kind of his experience which is totally different than the NBA now and, and right. asking some of those questions was just such a privilege that wow. is super cool that, that would be neat I yes. mean, because you're talking yeah. to history at that point oh totally totally yeah. totally yeah that's amazing now have you um or what do you do when there's obstacles or struggles or whatever what what is your approach to something like that when um, like you you said a couple of times that it is a male dominated industry but um, you have just like literally put your head down and full head of steam and go no that's not gonna stop me but what, how is your approach to those different um, struggles and stuff like that I think a huge part of it is community so I've tried to really build kind of a a support system around me and that's a two-way street yeah. so I find a lot of other women in sports or just people in sports in general because it is difficult sure. and competitive for everyone and so 
finding those support systems of people I can reach out to and be like, hey, what did you do in this situation? Or what would nice. you do in this situation? Um, I mean, I definitely lean on my parents a lot. And Good. fortunately, I am an only child. So there's not a lot of other phone calls they're taking for that kind of stuff. But, yeah. um, but I think really building that community. And then with social media, that's such a, a great part of it is that I get to see kind of some of the other things that people are doing. And I know that um, social media is really kind of a highlight reel. But for me, that's a motivation and less of a deterrent because I get to see other people's success and the projects that they're creating. And sure. it both inspires me and, and motivates me to, I think, keep doing my own thing and, and find the type of stuff that I'm trying to do without taking and, and comparing myself to it and saying like oh I haven't done that yet it's more like oh that's something that I can add to my list of things I'd like to do absolutely that's a great that's a great way to look at things it's super mm -hmm. positive it's uplifting and like we always say attitude is everything so you know absolutely. the way you look at things is huge you know a mindset and um yeah I think that's amazing so um any are you in a relationship is she a single girl or is she in a relationship? That is such a question. Um, I think I'd say I'm married to the game. So I'm really okay. just here for married to, the game. married to the game. I think, That's okay. Because um, for me, it's really about that kind of stuff will kind of fall into place. Sure. And, and those relationships come to you when it's the right time yep. and, yep. and all that path is kind of determined. And so I think for me, it's just working as hard as I can to accomplish the stuff that I can control yeah. um, and that I make my own impact on. And that's kind of what I put my attention into. Absolutely. And it relationships will come. come. It'll come. It'll come. That's right. It's always when you're not expecting it. So yeah, that's exactly. so true. So true. But um, Well, I think there's nothing but positive looking forward i mean i think totally. of so many of these female sportscasters mm -hmm. that are out there the aaron andrews yeah. and i mean yeah. we could go on and on but Alana Rizzo. oh yeah yeah, that did, yeah so the many. Dodgers. there's, so there's, many. there's, there's so many. nothing but good things coming for the for the women in, in mm -hmm. a male-dominated sport so I'm really excited for you and yeah. what you're doing. I think that's great. I think it's and great. Yeah. And especially I think with the slate. It's the slate house, right? The slate house. Yes. The slate house. Because there's kind of two angles to it. One, there's, you know, you want it to be a home for the people that come to work with you and that it's, you know, a safe place for their ideas and their passions to really grow in the same way that, you know, a family would grow in a house. And then also kind of that impact and in leading an industry the same way there's like fashion houses. So, you know, the high end of like the Chanel and the Gucci, they're, they really made their impact on their industry and I'm hoping that this business will allow me to to bring people and impact the sports and entertainment industry as well that's, that's great awesome. do you have employees yet or are you employee number one yeah um, it's just me right now but I actually have had um, a lot of people reach out send resumes for like interns and stuff so I think oh. once I have a, a workload and, and the structure to bring them in um, where I can actually be supportive of them and, and give them good opportunities I'm more than excited to expand um, I just don't want to bring them in and then have them sitting around and not be able to, sure. to pay them what they deserve sure. so exactly. that's definitely on the horizon is that Phoenix is gonna continue to be home or do you plan another move um, I mean, I'm about three weeks in, so for right now, well, I still wait for my furniture to be available. <laughs> I think um, I'm going to stay with Phoenix, but it is really nice. It's a, a short drive um, home, a real easy flight as well. Sure. Yep. Um, and it's so centrally located with such a great airport that I can't get to California. I can get to the East Coast. Yeah. Um, so that was a really big perk for me is that I didn't have to make my entire business um 
built here. It's just kind of my home base, but, um, you know, my clients are in Los Angeles and Connecticut and stuff. So, um, it's going to be a nice central place for me. Oh yeah. 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 And really nowadays it's from yep. the coffee shop and from, you know, your home or whatever, <laughs> exactly. you know, the kitchen table. So yeah. Totally. And that's always good. You'll be missing the central coast when it hits 128 yes. in the summer wreck there. Yeah. Do you love the heat <laughs> yes, though? Absolutely. I do enjoy the heat. Um, I think the nice thing is just learning how to live in it. So knowing to like keep your blinds closed during the day <laughs> yeah. so that you come home to a cold house or, um, you know, dressing appropriately. Sometimes I forget to check the weather and then I'm wearing like a sweatshirt and it's 110 degrees. Oh, so gosh. just kind of yeah. adapting to that. But that is kind of the, one of the biggest perks of now having my own company is I'm as flexible as I want. And so I can go home for like a month if I want to like be That's in cool true. weather and go to Nascimento or yeah, the beach or something beach. like that. That's so right. I can, I can really kind of pick where I want my office to be every day. I You're too that. young to be a yes. snowbird. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I love that though. But do you like the snow? Because obvious Connecticut, that's, that's a snowy I'm just, I don't know where you were in Connecticut. It is. No, it very much. I was in eastern Connecticut, so it's it got, you know, in, into the negatives. Um, we had a couple snowstorms, but I think I learned that I like going to the snow, which I've heard is a very, yes. like, Californian term, that, like, a snow is the destination, not just, like, a weather. Yes. Um, and so I, like, I still want to go snowboarding and stuff, but, sure. like, I never need to brush snow off my windshield off your, ever, ever again. Ever again. Ever <laughs> again. Yes. That is a California girl right there. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is okay. Yeah. Exactly. I like just the cool, well, California weather, you know? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It exactly. Is. But I do like and the season. There's something to be yeah, said about like, seasons, you know? The seasons are cool, and they're definitely something you can travel to. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I can... I can I can live in a, a nice desert or beach paradise and then go find, you know, some autumnal leaves. Yeah, the fall the and the leaves somewhere in Colorado yeah. or, you know, I exactly. mean, yeah, it, that's awesome. That's really good. Well, it sounds like you're doing amazing and we are so happy for you. Um, yeah, Thank I love you. that we can keep in touch and um, I do see a lot of the stuff that you're doing and it's just great to be able to talk through it and see and hear about totally. it. So I love it. I love that. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love that you um, have got to see, you saw Ryan. And so there's just, it's yeah. a connection and um, and a connection to 17 Strong, which is great. And we are starting to book trips again and we're so excited. It feels so Amazing. good. You know, COVID was, you're just at a screeching halt for a while. So um, we're excited yeah. to get back into the groove of it. And um, yeah, it's it feels great. So um I am excited. I'm really excited to see where you go in the future and um, and what happens. I mean, I know that you're going to do big things. I just, I, I feel it in my bones. So, um, and you've already Thank have a you. lot underneath your belt. Like you have a lot of experience and how old you are. <laughs> so I you. think that that's yeah. great. And um, yeah, so. Well, Jess, I mean, we... go ahead. Please. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's because of, I mean, for as far as I've gotten at such young of an age, I think a huge part of it is because of the, you know, the different people and organizations like 17 Strong that I've gotten to be a part of and, and cross paths with throughout my career that motivate me to share those stories um, like Ryan's and to be a part of those different organizations stuff because I think that's what motivates other people the same way it motivated me and that, you know, we all have something to share and I think 
getting to help kind of be that microphone for people and share the stories like 17 Strong is, I think, what's really kept me going to get to this point and keep my head down and stuff. Oh my gosh, you, I cannot, that means so much to me that, because it is, it wasn't our, something that we thought of. And that's what's super important to us is that is something that Ryan thought of. And this was such a need in the world, believe it or not, you know, and he, yeah. So it's so good to hear you say that. Thank you so much. And, um, yeah, yeah. We are so thankful that you got to be a part that you are, we're our guest on our, uh, on our podcast. It means a lot to us and coming back to your hometown roots. And, um, so anyway, we wish you the best. Yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. The Slate House. I the love Slate it. Slate House. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and if any, if we can do anything for you, you let us know. Please don't hesitate Absolutely. to reach out. And, um, and yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank of you. Course. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. No 100%. And thanks to Nate Hand, our yes. studio engineer. Absolutely. And with that, we will wrap up another 17 Strong podcast. And remember, attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.